You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. And tonight we're going to talk about Nia DaCosta's... DaCosta, right? <laughs> You've got the first part. Nia DaCosta's Candyman. You have no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Cowan. How you doing, Brian? I am fabulous, sir. Going back to the theaters. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. After years. We also have with <laughs> us <laughs> director of photography, Mike Griggs. What's up, man? Oh, not too much. And costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Because this is a new movie, we're going to go ahead and do it right now. At the top of the show, <gasps> spoiler warnings. Oh, it's not an old movie. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it yet, you're going to have spoilers. But let's just get it out of the way. Up top, the Candyman shows up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wait, what? Uh, the Candyman. Well, Candy, actually, the Candyman, Candy the Candyman Army, the Candyman Hive. That's what we get in this one. Candyman Hive. They we bring in the whole that. fucking yeah. hive. The I just beehive. love that they started the fucking well, movie with the song. I just want to put that oh, out dude. there at yeah. the top. That as soon as the song started playing, I was like, fuck yes, I'm invested. I pretty much reached over to Brian and grabbed him and hugged him. And I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wonka cameo. <laughs> no, man. It was just so it was so poignant in last week's episode. It was it was like the thing that, that like kind of it, it, it brought us the, together. It, it brought us together. It brought us and the listeners together because we all sang the song together. And then, of course, <laughs> you can't have a movie without that. And just like just nice little nod. Thank you. Thank you, Miss DaCosta. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope Nia DaCosta. I know she's doing uh, after this movie, she's doing the, the Marvel the Captain Marvel sequel, I, th- I forget what it's called. The oh, Marvels. Fuck, yeah. That's fun. There you go. But yeah, I, I hope she doesn't get stuck in like big budget superhero work and actually returns to the horror genre again. I thought her direction of this movie, to quote Tony Todd in the last film, was exquisite. Oh man, no <laughs> doubt. 
the camera uh, placement choices and just the use of reflections and mirrors oh my and, God. and just like long hallways. So and good. So just like, you know, always creeping around corners and leaving so much real estate in the frame that you are looking around, you know, because you're there's so many reflections you're always looking for the candy man. Yeah, I, cool. I like those car- the corridor shots a lot. Um, I like them when, when they're straight, uh, but I really, really love the one that's curved when he's going to see the critic. Yes. And he's yes. he's walking in this hallway. Wait, wait, wait it's wh- where? It, it's, it's just, it, he's going to see the critic, and he's like walking to an apartment, it's and like you don't know through. he's going to the critic yet. It's like in, right before her murder scene, and he's okay. walking around, and the hallway is curved, and you can never see 100% what's around until he comes to her apartment. You never see what's it's at the end the, of the hallway. It's just this delightfully long shot where it's just like the doors are just moving on the left, and he could be on like a treadmill for as it, far as we know. But it's, is it is it right behind oh, him? It's so interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, I remember. I just saw it like you know, eight, eight, seven, six, seven hours ago. So I'm trying to, trying to right, right, <laughs> trying to process it still. This is my third viewing. <laughs> Way to go, Brian. Way to go. I also watched it this afternoon, so I'm also trying to process from three hours ago. Um. Brian said he on his first watch he he figured it out. At the end of the last podcast, I I called it on what was going to happen in this movie. (laughs) Dude, Um, as soon as he opened the door to his mom's, I was like, "Holy shit! Holy shit!" The theater was empty, so it was just me. No, did you see that? (laughs) Well, I I thought I had it right a a little little before that because his his hand is fucked up, and it's that hand, and I'm like, he's turning into the Candyman. You know, and, but then, but then, totally. When, when when mom shows up, you're like, "Holy shit, uh, that was pretty amazing." And I like how they like twisted that up a little bit, where they they tell the story a little differently at the front, and then yeah, as yeah. it goes, it becomes the story that you already know. That's cool. I like that. Oh, you're talking about a Helen's story? Yeah, Helen's story. It gets retold and it becomes an urban legend, and it's not quite what happened. It gets but twisted. I like that. Is there? Yeah, yeah it was nice. really neat. Yeah, it's great. I also liked. When they, instead of doing flashbacks or anything like that, they used the paper cutouts. Those were so dope. And I like that, I like that the boy at the beginning, uh, doing that, like you actually see, you actually see a kid doing it, like creating it. So it, it's still, it's still him. So is it, it's him narrating the entire story then, right? Yeah. They, they, they all, all of them, except for the first one, the one for Helen's story is the, uh, the gay brother. He's t- he's telling the story of Helen, but every other time we cut back to the shadow puppets, it's always that William Burke character, the guy that owns yeah. the laundromat. And wait, see, he's not he's not the kid, the older kid from the first one. Wait, who's not what older kid from what? Okay, so the first one, the the older the older kid who uh, you know no who, no no who's he's actually an watching and kid. so so that kid never shows up, that character never pops back in. Yeah, he it, they they show him as a child in the very beginning. That's the the Bergini, ah, Cabrini Green in 1977. That's yeah. his whole backstory and everything. Okay. And they cut back to him like twice. They even cut back to like when his uh, sisters are doing the Candyman thing and they get, they get right, killed in the bathroom. Right. Which that was a really interesting like Wait. when his mom says like someone broke the uh, broke broke the promise or broke the oath or whatever and then they show that backstory of like his sisters are the ones who conjured Candyman again. My question is, but is that is that the little kid from the first one? No, that's not. I don't, I don't think so. I didn't read it okay. that way at all. Wish they would have done that. <laughs> tied tied it in like that. I don't think they needed to tie him in. Like like he was a similar character to the little kid that that um, what's her name Helen was talking. Helen's to always like one. you know yeah exactly yeah. that really cool um, hallway scene where like the chain links on one side and then the buildings yeah. on the other yeah 
It was a similar vibe, but but it was you know the the fact that there was more experiences than just that kid. Sim- speaking of similar vibes but different, I really liked the opening. How they had all the buildings instead of doing the overhead shots mm. where you could see the roads, you could see the the buildings were upside down, or you were upside down looking at the tops of all the buildings. Yeah, that yeah, was a really fantastic. interesting angle. Yeah, really it cool. Was, it was very incredible. I mean. Yeah, just even recognizing all the buildings and and I don't know, it was it was so surreal and it just kind of really illustrated how the whole world was about to be turned upside down. But it was such a cool way to do it instead of just I don't know. In the first one, it just kind of removes you from the story, but this one, it kind of like sucks you in. I think they even used that as a transition at some point, and I'm not sure yeah, they when did. they did yeah. it. But no, they it did was do that. it was after the after the opening credit sequence. They they had like this this jib move where it went from from upside down and then it moves up and then like normalizes itself on the. I'm the talking after that. Yeah, I'm that was a that. really cool shot. But yes, they did use it afterwards as well. Yeah, it was yeah, in they, they, they Brianna's uh, dream sequence where she's remembering her father and finding the bodies. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. I'm trying to remember that, yeah. That's the one where her like her dad's like jumps out the window and commits suicide, and he turns back and looks at her, and he's like... <laughs> did you ever tell you that your daddy could fly? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that shit was heavy. Dad's Man. got wings, baby girl. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I actually really loved her whole backstory and how she's tied into Cabrini Green and how she tries so hard to run away from it, but it just keeps following her. From like the people she chooses and the art she like, like the people she chooses to date to the art that she's like showing, um, and 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 like to the point that like people are like trying to, you know, what what is the word? Use her for that, like. Yeah, and she all she wants to do is get away from it. I loved her story so much. She's a great character. I liked her character. I don't know. No, Brian, she's a great character. <laughs> her, her character's fine. I have a problem with the end of the film, like understanding her motivations. No Which motivations. What? what are you talking about? All right, well, what? hold up. Let me let me let me finish my sentence before everybody starts <laughs> jumping down my goddamn throat here. Hold on. No, Brian, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> but, okay, why does she say Candyman in the mirror? Why does she think that's going to save her? Why is that a go-to when you're trapped by the oh police? Oh my god, I fucking loved it so much. I thought that was brilliant. That was it. wonderful. But shouldn't okay, she like, be dead? Is- why yeah, is she, she alive? Be. Was, well, maybe she thought she would be. She was just going to try to get out of it. If, I, if I'm going to go down anyways, might as well. Yeah. Well, but also, okay. So yes, I think well it was. Yeah. At yeah, some Brian. point, I I think that uh, while yes, there was a good chance that she thought she could die. She also knew that what her her boy her dead boyfriend is now Candyman, <clears throat> and she also like honestly, I think the whole fact that this is turned around and Candyman, like this is what I was saying in the last movie, Candyman can command an army if he really wants to. He can do some good and he can like be a force for something, and that's what they turn this into at the end of this movie. It was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. But she didn't say it five times. She said she it. No, the, she, she said it four. The dude did. Yeah, she says it four, four times, and then and then the cop, then, then the cop the says it the fifth time, which the, which they break the rules there. Yeah, the one cop should no, be they dead. Do, I mean, they do that regularly. No, yeah. no, no, we can't count Helen because that's somebody's love of their life, right? Okay, like that's what we're setting up with that story. And look, I'm I'm willing to give. Uh, what's his name? Uh, McCoy, uh, Anthony McCoy, the, the artist, right? He says it five times in the mirror, and Candyman doesn't appear right away. I'm willing to give it because he's the baby from the first movie. I'm willing to give it that. The, the end of this movie makes no fucking sense. Like, why do we see Tony Todd at the very end? 
Like, she doesn't know anything about Daniel Robitaille's character, his version of Candyman. The only version of Candyman that Brianna's character knows is of Sherman, of the Candyman that we've seen the entire movie. And, like, like she sees Tony Todd at the end. She, she, she should be saying, like, who the fuck is that? Who is yeah, that? Okay, so she should be saying that, correct, but also... This movie spends a lot of real estate trying to establish that Candyman has been a lot of different people, and that the the it's been explained to us, the audience, not her. No, no, but the no, but, but he they explained it to her too when because uh, he painted all those portraits, and she's like, "What is this?" And he stops and he, her from looking exactly. at him. He, he says, "Don't look at it because he's freaking out about the fact that he's experiencing." She has the no idea who those who those five people are on the wall. She has no idea. That's never explained to her. Wait, really? They never had that conversation. Never with her had in the that movie? conversation. Burke has that conversation in the laundromat with the painter. Okay, so it's explained to the audience, but not here. All right, yeah, that it, makes sense. you know what I'm but, saying. I mean, I just assumed that like they lived together, and so like he would have told her, like, let me tell you what I found out today, honey. Like the scene we see of her before that, she leaves him because she thinks he's crazy. He yeah. is having a psychotic. And then she sees turning it to honeycomb. Yeah. And then she sees one guy and then she, her boyfriend gets gunned down by the police. And then she's like, I'm just going to say like fucking bloody Mary five times in the mirror because you know, that's what, that's what rational people do to get out of situations with the cops. Well, that was not really a rational situation. She was in a lose, lose situation. She was kind of desperate. No, I I don't know. I didn't think anything. I, I do agree that the last candy man, to her that does appearing to her doesn't necessarily make sense but um to the audience i think it does make sense and i actually think that her motivations at the end made a lot of sense um she's so ready to get away and to chew everything until she sees that it's still her like you know sherman in there like even though he has had a psychotic break and he is turning into something um you know she's still like oh but it's still you and i still love you and you know she's kind of desperate at the end when he dies I know, Brian, I, I I understand where you're coming from. Like, it doesn't necessarily make sense that she looks at Tony Todd and doesn't know who he is. But as as a thematic element, as a as a culmination to this this story of like the struggle between the the gentrification of Caprini Green and like even even when the critic was trying to say like, oh, no, you artists are gentrifying because you're the ones coming in and not having a day job. And like that, that internal struggle that he was working through. This whole thing is is culminating in this moment of like Candyman is is an anti-oppressive force that has lasted for literal generations. We've now there's five, you know, people that it's 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 you know, come through over the the decades. And now she's calling on him again, knowing that it, it's now her Anthony, it's her boyfriend or whatever. And she's like, "I'm fucked. These cops are going to are going to mess me up one way or another." You know what? Might as well go out with a bang. And then he comes and kills the fucking terrible cops. Like that to me was like a poetic justice in the best kind of way. Like, does it entirely make sense? Not necessarily. It makes is no it, fucking uh, sense at all. Well, hold on. No, but it was well, satisfying. Have... That's my point. It was really fucking was, satisfying. I do think okay. it was satisfying. But I will say, hold on. The <laughs> only time Candyman can be summoned and he doesn't kill the person who summons them is when they he like he has like a new victim, I guess you will. So she could be the next person in line to have another psychotic break with reality. And she could become the next what like like Helen did, like Sherman did. She could be the next one when they that's she could happens. be. But that's not set up at all. And like we're, uh, this movie is all about reclaiming the baby that was lost from the first film. 
You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess you can say she's you she's could be set up to be like Helen, but no, nothing is pointed that way. In fact, I thought it was really weird that like all of these black people were around all these murders and not a single one is questioned by the fucking cops. I was like, why? Are, <laughs> what are the filmmakers trying to say with that? Like, and then they have this ending with the police. It's just like I'm. I'm just like story wise. I'm like I'm kind of confused here. Why are I, I, the, the cop thing didn't make sense? Where he just comes in, shoots a guy laying on the ground, um, you know, in, in someone's arm. He's basically dying, uh, and then he comes in and fucking and shoot him. That it was weird. That was very weird. Yeah, yeah it, that, that felt a little forced and it's staged weird. You know, it's like yeah. why, why, why are you laying down? You should be standing up or something. Like right. lean on yeah. the girl and like walk and make it look like there's a threat. Yeah, because there was nothing going on there. Well, I think that was. Heavy-handed, yes, but that was that was the statement about the state of policing and being a black person in America with the state of policing as it is, and that was the point of it. Was like, no, he literally was laying down, and you come in and just shoot him with. I know, but this is an R-rated movie. I'm not a child. Don't treat me know, like but... a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of this, I mean, there were very heavy-handed moments in this, and I think that was, like Mike said, I think that was one of them. Uh, the one thing that I actually kind of feel like they could have made more of a point of was distinguishing between kind of the, I mean, I guess they kind of didn't really do it because the main character, Sherman, was Anthony? a black man. Anthony? Sherman, Sherman was the, the old Candyman guy with the Oh, little, oh, oh the sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but, well, but, okay, well, my kind of my point was, though, what I was, where I was going with this before I get all their names confused, was... <laughs> um, the kind of when when you have like um you know ar- artists in Cabrini Green in like these you know uh, setups like they're talking about before they become gentrified, the art is absolutely incredible, and it's the artists who come in after that who come in and adopt the mm. original art. That's who the gent- that's why those gentrifiers are so. Um, I mean, for uh, for a lot of reasons, but there's a huge distinction between the artists that there are there originally and who are suffering along with everybody else and the artists who come in because it's cheap and because they can also capitalize as well. And they did. I feel like mm. as heavy handed as this was, they kind of lost that point in it. Consider considering how they tried to beat that home. I was. They like, really did try it. to try to beat that home. But yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That was like my. Uh, mm. If you're gonna if you're gonna lay it on that thick, like make sure that the message actually comes across and you get it. But otherwise, you know, I didn't mind it. Uh, it yeah, it was heavy-handed, but at times, but yeah. it's heavy-handed. But I mean, I don't know. You need it by by the time you get to the end. Otherwise, like yeah. Burke's character motivations don't make any sense because it's like, wait, why do you think now that if you bring back Candyman, he's just gonna kill white people? And it's like. Oh, because you're bringing him back in the same neighborhood, and now all the black people are gone, and the old white people moved in. So now when you call Candyman and bring him back, you're going to tear the fuck out of, like, we're, we're killing white folk. You know, like, that at least makes sense. I'll buy that for a dollar. Like, he even says it uh, later in, when he's going in through his evil master plan. <laughs> he's like, I'm on some shit now. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand. Why is the body horror stuff and the Burt character, why are both of these things in this movie? What, like his transformation from like the bee sting to his entire arm to his whole half of the body, that body right. part. Yeah. I was definitely waiting for some kind of an explanation and they never really got there. It was just when he finally like transformed into Candyman, it was like, okay, now you're officially Candyman. But like he kind of already was, but he really wasn't like, 
Yeah, that that I uh, I was waiting for a little bit more. For how heavy-handed some of the other things were, I, I that I expected a little bit more direct of an explanation. Well, I don't really know that there is a proper explanation for that, which is why they didn't give one. I mean, I don't know. I kind of saw it as uh, by the end, I was like, oh no, he's turning into like into the Candyman. Like, there's no question that this is what's happening. And I think I think they kind of did it as like a visual representation of no, this is real. Also, can we talk about how disgusting it was when he picked at his scab? On the <laughs> I'm so gross. I was, like had to stop watching anything with was... fingernails or eyeballs oh, yeah, no. or stuff like that. Really I was does like, get me. Yeah. The screen, I can't look. I can't do it. Ugh. And it was on there for so long. It wasn't like he reached down and like just touched it. He like sat there and like peeled yeah. it off. I like that. I like that other characters like bring it up. They're like. Don't don't do that. Or is this like oh, that <laughs> Asian girl at the dinner yeah, table? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's just like, no, don't. No. <laughs> you take that bandage off that arm, I'm leaving. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do have a I do have a problem with the, the, the body horror and the and the Burke thing. Well, maybe it was just easier to do that to show like a like a change, so instead of letting it all be internal and then just acting. You know, there was all there was an outward representation yeah, of the change. If it's all internal, then you're sitting there as an audience member going, but is, is this it real? real or yeah, is this in his yeah. head? And so this is a, like a very visual way to say, no, this is real. This is actually happening. I mean, especially in the, in the that, there's that mirror shot where he does the pantomime with Candyman. Um, oh, that was really cool. Was so well, when cool. they did that, I thought that I was like, "Oh, so he's like actually in his head," and then like it slowly, I was like, "Oh no, 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 it's not." But I still, I loved that scene. Yeah, I wish that they would have dug up Helen's grave and uh, got the hook out of there, and then reused that hook because that would have made it like it's you know it's part of the original Candy Man. I mean, we don't know. Burke was kind of unhinged. It looked like it. That. It wasn't the right hook. No, it, it didn't. It didn't have like a nail it. sticking out it was of way it. Too like, it was a yeah. No, yeah. And the original <laughs> hook was like a was like a, a square iron that <laughs> yeah, was like bent down to a fucking point and then bent over and twisted. Okay, this one was a little too pretty. Then this one was smooth and and then went. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, and it was gnarly long. Like <laughs> it, it was, went up into it his arm, which I don't see how that sticks in there, even if you got a belt around it. <laughs> um, as soon as you like grab somebody, you know, between in their uh, what does he say in their growing to their to their gullet, he growing hits them in the, the growing, uh, you know, that would slide right out, and then he can't even goes, oh shit, and he has to run and like jam the hook back up <laughs> into his arm, tighten the belt. That was so gruesome when they were putting the hook in his arm. I like how he didn't react; he wasn't really a- reacting. That uh, was so. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah him not moving, but like he's got the tears going down his eye, his face. That was, I was, that was pretty. Cool. It's very Jordan Peele. Um, yeah, I didn't know what sure. that really yeah. meant. Uh, like when, the first time I saw it, I was, I was thinking like, oh, you know, this guy is like obviously possessed or something by the Candyman, and then. I was trying to figure out was he sedated or was it? Was yeah, there, what, I, was, what was going on with that? Man, I've I've seen it three times. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he's some kind of trance or yeah, he's drugged and then he just snaps out of it after he sees Bert get stabbed in the eye like fifty thousand times. <laughs> but he doesn't he really him. snap out of it. It's not like he's like suddenly like, oh my god, my arm. I assumed yeah. that whatever had taken over his body had also meant that he couldn't like feel very well, and like it numbed it or something. And was she stabbing that guy in the face with a pen? Yeah, hundred percent. No, it was it was this, it was the laundry mat pen. <laughs> yeah, so, it was look, his pen. <laughs> how many how many times have you picked up one of those free pens and they're pieces of shit? I mean, that's really impressive to uh, to go all Walking Dead on a motherfucker with a uh, with, with a ballpoint well, that's pen. That's why she had to do it so many times. Okay, like that pen was not that high quality, honestly. Uh. <laughs> 
but I do appreciate uh, the use of a prop uh, coming back as a mm. motivator of where of you know absolutely it, it it pushes it pushes the plot three different times, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I think that's fine. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. I, I was like, hey, here's the pin. I just wanted more fucking Tony Todd in this goddamn movie. I'm not gonna lie. Well, you know, yeah, uh, like we were talking earlier off mic, uh, and we were talking about the the perfect time to bring him in is uh, is when they actually find out about the original Candyman, and then so then that way, you know, when you know about that, then every time you see Candyman from there, it should be that that Candyman, right? Yeah, the minute he gets that backstory and we get the shadow puppets, right. yeah, we should start seeing Tony Todd at that moment. S- exactly, mm. because yeah, Tony Todd's the one that wanted this kid, like. Let's make that connection like that. That's just left there. I don't know. I just I, I don't like that part of the script. I don't know. I just I have a whole lot of problems with this. Script. I just it, it just gets clunky with the so he, get, he gets stung by the bee first. His arm starts transforming into the honey cone. And then like the Burt guy shows up to tell him about the Helen story to tell him about the well, he tells him about Helen to tell him about Candyman. Right, but doesn't give him the whole thing. He can't, you know. I'd, I'd be like, bro, why didn't you tell me all the all of it? Like, <laughs> but it, but this, when, when we get the end, like what Burke wanted had already happened. Like his whole rationale of like, I want Candyman to come back and terrorize white kids. It's like, I just saw Candyman come back and kill a whole bunch of people in a fucking bathroom, bro. He's back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he's, I love that already, so much. Can I, just, can I yep. just point out that the girl who survived that was the girl hiding in the stall. She did not come out and be like, hey guys, what's going on? Notice, notice, she survived. Kristen's on, philosophy has been legitimized <laughs> on screen. You hear people getting murdered and scream, yeah. <laughs> don't leave the bathroom. It, it doesn't matter if there's a pool of blood. <laughs> Pull your feet up on the, to the toilets and stay there. I like the girl who does the first Candyman. She's, she's like, fuck this. <laughs> like, <laughs> runs. <laughs> yep, yep. But I think it's really cool. That, that scene felt out of nowhere. Uh, like, you know, is, is a cute little scene. Um, but it, it definitely felt, I haven't seen Candyman two or three, but I guarantee you there's a scene like that in the, in one of those movies. I really nope. love is that Is there scene? not? Nope. Wow. It just feels like that. that's something that would be in a movie like this. You know what I mean? Like like the kids at the, at the school. I mean, it's, it just feels like, like it should be a part hmm. of it, you know? The way they kill in that bathroom scene with, through the compact mirror. That I was badass. Yeah. Especially was with, so with, cool. with, with the, uh, shit, with the bee that dope. goes down to the mirror. Uh, really oh, fucking yeah. cool, man. Yeah, I wasn't mad at that scene at all just because of the way they use that mirror. <laughs> I love the blood, man. Like, you, you hear the blood, and you you keep waiting for it to fall, and you just get a couple of drops, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Why is there – I'm hearing so much more. And then it's like, oh, that's because it got caught in the sink, and here it all comes pouring out of the sink. And it's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> And it never changes perspective. It's so good. So, so well done. Direction is such top-notch in this, man. I just wish – it really is. The script was uh, was a little bit better. What do you think that she's trying to say with the backwards uh, logos at the beginning of the movie? I is fucking it, love those, dude. Because you're, you're looking the in the mirror. mirror. Yeah, dude. You're, no, no, no. You're we're behind, behind the mirror. Though. You're behind like, the so mirror. So what is that? So what, what, you so what are is looking that? at Candyman's perspective. That was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's like you know, what's that mean as far as the story? That means you, as the audience, are not just participatory. You are indicted for bringing Candyman back. But I think it also it helps. It's just the same with the opening shots. It it's showing you that like not everything is the way it seems. What the, the world is upside down, or in this case, 
you know, on the other side of the mirror and you're kind of getting sucked into a new world, basically. Mm-hmm. Which also yeah. goes into like, like this is definitely a sequel to Candyman. This is not a reboot. This is not a reimagining. This is a fucking diehard sequel to Which the I first thought Candyman they did a movie. Gr- I thought they did a great job as a sequel, the way they tied it into the first one. I was so happy that I watched the first one first. Normally yeah. I don't care about it like that much, but like in, in this situation, I thought it was absolutely brilliant the way they did this. And bringing Helen back for that little tape recorder scene to kind of like, go ahead and oh, yeah. definitely yeah. tie her into, you know, into, into his story. He, he basically, he kind of follows in her, in her footsteps. Kind of like, uh, you know, goes around, goes back to Cabrini Green, snapping photos, going through abandoned places, going crazy. <laughs> I also kind of like, too, <laughs> when, you, when you're watching this film, like, what Candyman wanted in, in the end of the first movie. He, he does get it in this film. Like, Helen is an urban legend. She's immortalized as a myth. And at the end of the movie, so is the baby. So Candyman actually did get his family he wanted. At the end of the first film, it just took you know forty years. <laughs> Good things take time, Brian. <laughs> Good things happen. Tell everyone. Don't give up on your dreams. Okay? <laughs> That's the exact message, of Candyman. Well, I think Candyman's also trying to say, you know, say my name. <laughs> oh my god, I absolutely love that scene where um, um, <laughs> the guy's sitting there and he's watching like the the guy like the the, the couple that got murdered and the, the news broadcast and he goes look they said it they said my name on the tv and, and yes. everyone's just yes. staring at him and he was like well obviously it's sad yeah. but <laughs> but they said my name that's, that's kind of, kind of cool <laughs> say my yeah, name yeah that was a great moment for sure I also loved how that kind of like I felt like that sort of set him up to to in in his transformation process like he was a little bit excited that like oh they said my name on the TV like yeah he's he's kind of invested in this this uh live beyond yourself live through infamy sort of a situation Sure, he's an artist. Yeah, he became an artist just like Daniel Robitaille did, just like the original Candyman, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Exactly. It's all for okay, circle. but I also really enjoyed the um, the art dealer, the curator, whoever the guy is, who got murdered with his assistant, his little intern, <laughs> and she like hooked because she like hooked herself onto him to be like oh, that sexy, yeah. and yeah. then she dies and she's <laughs> just like awesome. she just falls and she's attached to him and he's like ah, uh, he's like oh what the fuck is that <laughs> he's a thing struggling is is that hook thing a thing I've never seen that I don't know Brian I thought it was kind of hot. I'm just, you know, I was like, all right. Jared's like, I lose my wallet all the time. I was like, damn, I hate Brian sitting next to me right now. I feel all, I feel all awkward. <laughs> Dude, we, we, we could have hooked our belt loops together. It would have been cool. Oh, bro. that would have been awesome. Yeah. I, I get up to go pee and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like dragging you down. The- <laughs> Jared, please stop. You're dragging me. <laughs> Did somebody hear something? <laughs> Oh, are we a break here? Yeah, I was about to say, Brian, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for Nia DaCosta's Candyman. We'll be right back. Candyman. The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 
well, we're still alive. <laughs> Let's go. Trina, you broke the door. feel really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green. It was the projects. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You look up a candy man. He's the monster that's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't. Don't say that. Candyman. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Something's happening to me. He had a purpose for you to be another one of his terrible stories. I guess he found me. I am the writing on the wall. The sweet smell of blood. We're back. That was the trailer for Nia DaCosta's Candyman. Pretty awesome trailer. Yeah, that was a pretty good trailer, but I'm glad I didn't watch it before I saw the movie. There was a lot that was cut. And also, I would have been mad if I had known that um, Destiny's Child had a song on the album. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the movie. As soon as they started singing the Beyonce's. I don't know. They, they kind of lean heavily into the music. Um, like, it, you know, they throw the Willy Wonka Candyman in the front. Like, I don't know. I liked the music in this. I actually um, thought it was super creepy and very well done. I left thinking about the music actually after sitting through their credits, um, but it was definitely not Destiny's Child kind of music. <laughs> the score was really good too. The uh, there's like this like low end like warbly like like, like low end things that they're doing. They're yeah. building these yeah, tones yeah, yeah. Uh, that are pretty amazing. Like very unsettling feeling. But not like normally when I leave horror movies, the reason I don't like them is because I just I feel like no one learned anything and everyone's now dead and it's just sad. And the music is like super depressing. And I feel like with that's, that's this, very one, fair for sure. it was it was more haunting. And there was also it was also like there was almost a little bit of hope or I don't know. I was left with intrigue and not just straight depression. So 100%. the music I thought was great yeah. in terms of that, at least. Yeah, well, reprising um, Philip Glass's theme for the uh, for the credits, I thought was a really nice touch, just to to bring that that Candyman theme back around. Yeah, well, they bring back both of them: the Cabrini Green theme and Helen's theme from the the first Candyman movie. Nice. Yes. 
Although, <laughs> in the Cabrini Green one, did you guys notice they added like a little chant chorus, like from us and uh, Get Out? Where it was like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, yes. Ha, ha, totally. Ha. Yep, yep. It was definitely the Jordan Peele vibes for sure. It's like, Jordan Peele, he can't help himself. Keep doing it, brother. I love you. But man, I'm so glad I didn't watch the trailer before seeing this because when he finally goes to see his mom and it's, it's, What's her name? Like reprising a role thirty years later. Vanessa like Williams. that was a, that was a great fucking moment. Yeah. And to see her in the trailer, like that was a really great trailer moment for sure. Like legitimately, that was a good trailer moment. That was a fantastic surprise to to experience in the film at the time when it happened. Well, Mike, you didn't you didn't have to worry about that, you know, really, because <laughs> this movie that that trailer came out. What was that like back in April of twenty twenty? So that you know that oh, wow. yeah, yeah that's that's when we saw that and um, because I think this was supposed to come out in June of 2020. It got yeah, because it, it, it still had the copyright 2020 on the, in the credits. But IMDb listed at 21. It's been amazing how many movies that I've seen in the theater this year, or that have just come out this year that have a 2020 copyright that just got pushed back by 12 to 18 months. It's it's. Was this oh, pushed back because of the pandemic, or was this yeah. pushed back because of the police brutality that was, and all the protests yes, that were going both. on at that time? I don't think you could release something like this with that at the same time. No, no, they they, they uh, the movie is a response to the pre, uh, police brutality stuff. Um, well, obviously, but like yeah. with everyone um, protesting it back in June, wasn't that in June last year? Yeah, I mean, I no, know, what was it in June? Well. Yeah. Was yeah, it was on? early June. It was it? end of May, early June. No, I think that would probably like be better, right? I mean, it's like box office know. wise, it fits into the your controversy and topic uh, and discussion. I could see at people the time. protesting it for inciting violence against the police. Yes, a lot of white people might have protested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, white white, white people specifically. They're like, God damn it! How dare you make a movie about a ghost with a hook on his hand <laughs> killing people? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm what so is, outraged. Like, Black Dracula or something? Come on. I've already done that. that it's called, called Blackula. Blackula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they made a sequel. Oh, they did? Really? Oh, but I yeah, didn't see did. that yeah, one. they did. Yeah, they did. I kind of enjoyed the lack of um, weird romance Phantom of the Opera vibes in this. Wait, in well, this because they were already like dating slash living together. I know, but the, I mean, actually, I do think that they could have been more romantic because they were living together, and I thought I was like, "You guys could be a better couple." But hey, man, she she was okay with dealing with his funky arm and shit. Oh my god! <laughs> could you imagine though, like having the person that you're sleeping next to in the bed, and they have their arm is like doing that? <laughs> no, that's gross. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it took him like three quarters of the movie before he finally went to the fucking hospital for that shit, it was like. Like, three separate times, I was like, why is he not at a hospital? Like, why don't we have, like, one shot of him, like, trying to go to the hospital? He's just like, okay, no, I'm going to deal with it. It's fine. Also, and I understand that they needed this for the story, but, like, what hospital keeps records of you for how, however many, what, 30 years? And they're like, oh, oh welcome back. You were born you were here. Born here. Well, it's, it's on your birth certificate where you're born. <laughs> no, it, no, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not on mine. It's on mine. The hospital? The hospital? Yeah. 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 The hospital, the uh, the county, the state, time, wait, all that shit. Yeah, because uh, the hospital's got to put the whatever that number mm-hmm. is on it. Well, yeah. but the hospital wouldn't keep the birth certificate records. That's at the no, courthouse. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's weird. And thing, he that wouldn't they would need it that. to go to the hospital, his birth certificate. We need your birth insurance. certificate, your driver's license. 
<laughs> little bit of your DNA. That was I did I did think that was really weird. Yeah, that was strange. I mean, I, they needed it for the story, but I feel like there could have been another way to do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's there's a lot of ways you could have done a lot of different things in this movie. The script's a little thrown together. Like, well, okay, thrown together makes it sound like it's, it's all poor. It's just it, they throw in everything, including the goddamn kitchen sink. You know, it's just so many fucking ideas in this story. It's really... I have a hard time following through all the themes. Like, everything seems like it means something. Or seems like it should mean something. And so then when it doesn't, you're like, wait, what happened to that thing? Because you put a lot of weight in this other thing that then tried to mean something, but this thing you didn't do anything with. Like, I understand most of the the movie. Like, obviously, the, the race stuff is very gentrification and all this stuff. It's it's very it's, – it's talked about, and it's front and center in the movie. But at the same time – we, when your main car- when your main villain that isn't the supernatural force is a black guy, and it, it, it's the first time in a Candyman film, or at least in the first one and this one, that we're having like black on black violence, and we're showing two black people beat the shit out of each other and cause harm to each other, and that just sounds like such a Republican like black on black crime. That's what you hear, and it's like I don't. Why is that in this movie? It doesn't seem like it, it, it. that gels with any other idea, and they don't make a comment on it. It's not like – it's just a horror movie moment where it's like, oh, this guy's crazy. <laughs> he goes insane, and he's going to, like, bring about the Candyman. Well, isn't there a moment, though <laughs> – hold on – where this is in the beginning of the movie, and it's when they had um, the brother and his boyfriend over – and they make a comment about something how awful gentrification is or whatever, and and the guy goes, "Oh, but you mean that's what you're you know you're doing that right?" And he says that to the girl. Yeah. And that's kind of it, but that but they do bring it up and and to talk about like she's part like they're all part of the problem, and I guess the problem at this point is money, not race. It's it's a class thing. I, maybe that's what the movie was trying to go for. And I actually think that was kind of interesting. The art critic. Um, which I didn't really like that scene. I don't, I mean, maybe do art critics normally just go rip apart the artist at their opening? I don't It's just like to that. their face. Like this is yeah. dog shit. How I didn't, dare I didn't, you? But, but I did think that was interesting in the sense that it then pushed him to make this actually like really wonderful, incredible art. That's the other thing. The art in this movie is outstanding. I was, I was blown away. Like even just the pieces on their walls um, are absolutely wonderful. But, but what he creates when he is going crazy is brilliant as well. Yeah, all of that looks amazing. But even this, this the set deck, like the, yeah. the, the design of their insane fucking places they live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how yeah. are they making all this money? <laughs> well, well the, she's a, the woman is the rich one, yeah. Yeah, yeah she has gosh. money. Which I guess she got by what ignoring her past and pretending that I mean that yeah they kind of glossed over that I mean I feel like she's not I mean maybe that is kind of the point where when people like call her out for gentrifying wherever she is and whatever they're doing um, and she just kind of accepts it because it's better than being like no actually my father was <laughs> you know this this awful what because he, he was a candy he was one of the candy men right her father was or no he no, 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 no. Himself? yeah he, he was an, himself. He, just killed himself. he was an artist I wasn't that sure killed himself. If he, yeah. he was an artist who killed himself i wasn't sure if he was one if he then kind of morphed into because like they make a point of going through and being like all of these different men it's it, 
so I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Then there were more shadows, but in, in at the end, it showed there's even more and more. Well, yeah. There's five. Uh, they, they show you the five when he's going around the car at the end, and you get the reflections yeah. Yeah. of yeah. all yeah. the five, and then you I'm get the raid scene. The backstory. That's when you, re- yeah, that's the- when you realize that, that the Candyman is a Time Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Man, damn it, damn. I, I just want to see the, the Candyman with, with the little kid on the bike with the hook. I want to see oh, that Oh, dude, movie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I was watching that with the shadow puppets, I was like, oh, man, that that, that would be bad fucking ass. Just see a little kid with a fucking on a bicycle just rolling around doing a little, uh, what is that thing, bike bell? I don't know what that thing's called. <laughs> Slashing people in a drive-by. Oh, it'd be awesome. I oh, think it'd that, be so good. I think that's a true story. Like the kid, they, they, the kid that they put on the in, in the electric chair that they had to put... Uh, they had to put phone books down for him to sit on to 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 actually be properly electrocuted because they electrocuted such a young kid. Yeah, you're right. I, I think all that that's real. You know that. So they're 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 tying things into history. I don't know about the uh, <laughs> the guy that's arguing with the uh, the farmer over some seeds. Three dollars, one dollar extra. No, uh, <laughs> we're not and having. They're this. like high fives, bro. I do. I love when they're sitting there laughing over the body, like the animation of their heads, like <laughs> pointing like, oh, up God. in the sky, laughing. Oh, it's yeah. so perfectly evil. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the shadow puppet stuff is is perfect. Oh, like when they're oh, raising the brilliant. little baby up, it's and you see the oh, that looks and, so, yeah, I, it's so cool. And I like sometimes you see the hand in the frame, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's doing I things. Love I, I love that. Yeah, it's so cool. Oh yeah, like when uh, when characters are going downstairs and stuff like that. Oh, dude, they, it, it is a cool visual way to show all that backstory. Um, also, the look of the movie is really good. The lighting is really great, um, and and they're they're either lighting. It, it feels very natural, but it's lit. And I know I know they're lighting, but they're so they're 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 lighting. It's like the a lot of times the sources aren't in the room. It doesn't feel like it's like it's like they're lighting through windows or or bouncing to get in there because you don't really have like specular hits in the eyes, except when the scene will land. Like like characters will move to one part of, uh, of the location and then in the scene and then it'll tighten up and when you tighten up then the lighting changes and then now we're getting you know proper lighting. Um, it's just really interesting. Man, I didn't even think I noticed that. I was just watching it real tight the whole time because I was like, I'm only gonna get to see this once, so I'm just like you know trying to absorb every little bit. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm always looking for the camera uh, and like and like gear because you know. This well, whole movie's shot in fucking mirrors, man, and reflections. Dude, yeah. yeah, there's so many well, reflections. The fact I never that caught the camera. Not a single bit of camera. I, yeah, I didn't see it either. Not once. And, and it's really smart because they actually have you looking around the frame uh, because there's so much, you know, because you know that the Candyman shows up in reflections. So you're just constantly looking. And there's, I mean, there's times. There's a time where, uh, like, uh, the girlfriend comes or wife comes into the into the room, the bathroom, and they're having a conversation. And then he's like looking at himself in the mirror. And then when he turns to look at her. His face stares at himself for like a second, and then it turns. It's like there's like a beat that where his reflection sticks for a second, which is super cool, so subtle. Hmm. Um, yeah, there are little hidden things like that, and also Candyman peeking around corners and stuff like oh, that. Oh man, deep, deep in the distance. Yeah, when he's when he's like Candymaning with himself in the mirror at the uh, critic's house, and then like she's like, "What's up? Are you okay?" And he turns and around, yeah. and he turns around, and she's he's like Candyman is behind her in the bathroom through the mirror. Man, that shit was freaking fantastic. Frames within frames, man. So many different yeah, fucking man. planes, so too. So good. Did you see the split diopter shot that wasn't very clean? Oh no, I love that, bro. And the Wait, laundromat. Which one? When the girl gets yeah, taken. Yeah, the laundromat. Yeah. 
when the girl oh, uh, Brianna yeah, she gets yeah, like abducted and, and she's pounding on the glass and the the girl with the headphones and yeah, she yeah. doesn't turn around it yeah that was pretty dope I did particularly enjoy that she opens the door to the basement and is like no oh I love that she, oh I love that Just, you're like nope <laughs> that 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 was a perfect cool little beat yep know? yep that's the title of a uh, Jordan Peele's next movie too nope nope <laughs> it totally is. I don't know. For me, for me, the best mirror scene was when he was in the uh, the elevator that stopped between. Floors. Oh, dude! Holy shit! That was so freaking good. That poor compositor having to oh paint that fucking camera out. Like, how the hell are you not getting the camera in those in those shots? Dude, yeah. How, how are you not getting the lights, man? Like, I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know how. The, I don't know how they're doing a lot of that. Uh, oh. I, I was baffled by some of the lighting in this. I was like, how are they? Uh, they are they paint? I don't know how they're doing some of this stuff. Yeah. They, they gotta be painting some of it out, or like com- complete, like it's all, it's like the elevator's completely in a set, and they just don't even have like the roof on, and they're just that's all digital. I mean, if you if you have a, like a two way mirror and you're shooting through a two way mirror, wouldn't that essentially accomplish the same like infinity mirror effect? And then you're just on the other side of the glass, and it's just like a giant teleprompter. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, I, like the camera feels like it's behind him. It doesn't feel like it does. there's it does. you know, like a, another plane. Yeah, it, feel, there. it feels very close. It's it's like, you know, it's right there. Yeah, it, yeah there's oh, definitely man. several shots in that whole sequence where you're like, "Wait, fuck." Like whatever they did for the the two shots before this, they couldn't have done for this one, and then that still wouldn't have worked for the next one. Like there's a lot of fucking problem solving in that one scene, and it just it 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 God, it flows together so well, man! It was such, it was just so, ex, it was executed so fucking well. I can't even, I can't even speak. I can't even speak. It was good. Obviously, um. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, Nia DaCosta is going to bring us, man. I, I just, I, God damn, please, girl, do another horror film for the love of God, for the love of me, I beg you. I don't want her to leave for the, this. For the love of Brian. That's right. I don't want you to leave this genre. Don't do it. It's going to go to Marvel and then do a well, bunch she of... Turns uh, all the turns all those into really dark, you know. Yeah. Really bring some, dark bring some horror film like, you sensibility know, like, to a fucking Marvel movie, please. Kind of like you, how David Yates really like elevated Harry Potter. Like, fuck yeah, he did. Let's, Holy shit. Don't, 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 don't look at me like that, Brian. Yeah. I like David Yates. He's cool. <laughs> He's a good human being. He made those last three Harry Potter movies great. They're pretty dope and dark. I like it. That last Harry Potter movie was like one of the only films I've fallen asleep in in like the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired. <sighs> Matt and Twilight New Moon. Looking at you two. <laughs> well, I think, I think the problem with that one was watching Twilight New Moon. So I'm just going to put that out there. I would do anything for love, Griggs. <laughs> Wives and girlfriends. Especially right? <laughs> fall in love with that baby. <laughs> that baby's mine. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> How did that get passed? <laughs> How did that get made? <laughs> Haven't seen it. Hope to continue the trend. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it either. I just know about it. <laughs> All right. So what do we think about uh, the new Candyman Um coat that he's wearing i feel like we had some strong opinions on on the original Candyman coat Boo. this one's more the winter version it's more of a what version the winter version mm. it's got more what? of the it looks the sheet, the sheet. looks smaller kind of but it has more more of the more of the padding the the fucking the <laughs> the, the, the sheep's lapel <laughs> whatever 
Well, you got a picture? Wait, you're, you're telling me it's, oh, it's you've more got, than you, that? He's got an action figure. That's not even a picture. That's that's not what he looked like in the movie. That's what Brian. he looked like. No, this no, he didn't. Is, no, it was it was. No, this is the original. Straight down. That's that's a no. It's not Brian. That's one hundred percent the original. <laughs> that is the original. One hundred percent. Look, it's even got. He's even got the I, same well, shoes. We, we can't. We can't see it really. But I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google it. There's a lot of. I'm not gonna Google that toy. I'm gonna actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so insane that you have a Candyman action figure. Fuck yeah, bro! <laughs> Still in the original box. Oh, for oh the yeah. Radio listeners. Well, Brian buys one to one to keep and one to play with. Um, <laughs> No, when they're on the nice little boxes like that, I, like I like hang them on the wall. When I was at Dragon Con this week, bro, I I I, I almost called you like six times because uh, there were so many Godzilla things, and I just I was like, but Brian probably already has all of them. Which when I walked by and I saw the prices on these things, I was like, holy shit, Brian! <laughs> <laughs> I buy them new, Jared, when they're like twenty or forty dollars. <laughs> I don't well, wait. I just need to, you know. You need to make sure that you tell your wife that if you happen to die suddenly sometime, all this shit laying around is worth something. (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to show me one that's $1,000? I'm going to show you the big one. (laughs) (laughs) He pulls out a three-foot-tall Godzilla. Now, I will tell you right now that that Godzilla is probably worth $300 or more, or probably $500. That's a nearly Brian-sized Godzilla. No. It's kind of <laughs> impressive. It, it, it's like a hundred bucks. Gogeta. What were we talking about though? Before we got distracted by we toys. Were talking oh, about his coat. The coat. We're talking the about his coat. The new coat. I like the new coat. I think it's a lot better than the old one. <laughs> see, that's how I felt. I just wanted to see what the other opinions. <laughs> well, yeah. Were. Chris, you're just breaking my heart over here. <laughs> you knew I hated the coat. I hated that coat from last the the original. I think it looks goofy and not great and kind of low class which is not what he's doing and this one is kind of it doesn't like look more expensive or anything but it kind of fits the character i i think i don't know the only thing that i if i had to complain about it i wish the yellow was a little dingier but otherwise i think Mm. it's great because it's not the fur either it's the sheepskin the other one had the fur and that was another issue that i had was there was it was just trimmed in fur which is Ugly. I liked I liked Anthony's coat uh, at the end when he was the candy man. I liked his coat better. That was my favorite. Was it coat. plaid or something? <laughs> no, it's, oh. it's like a darker brown and like uh, yeah. the, the ruffles were lighter or like whatever the fur crap. I yeah. did he like looked, that. He, yeah. he looked great well, as well, Candyman. Apparently, sure. you don't get to choose your coat. Your coat. The other guy gave it to him. He's like, he's like, then this is your coat. <laughs> this is your hook. You know, <laughs> you gotta keep some of these details right. Yeah. You can't keep wearing the, the beanie. The beanie's got to go, buddy. Sorry. I like the beanie, too. What are you talking about? The beanie was great. No, I'm just saying he couldn't be Candyman with the beanie. Not oh, it was it the... was so hipster artist. It was perfect. Oh, it was fantastic. Whole... I was like, those chucks are fantastic. Yes. I mean, honestly, the whole all of the costumes in this are all so trendy, but it worked so well, I thought. Like, it wasn't one of those ones where I just thought it was too much. I thought all of the characters were, like, perfectly trendy for who they're supposed to be. Even the well, obnoxious New York people, I really enjoyed them, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we yeah. are in the small town of Chicago. So provincial. Fuck you, New York. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to make it in the big city, come to New York. Love how squished that guy's face is with his big glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. 
Those glasses were great. I loved them. He, he looked like a caricature of Truman Capote. Yeah, yeah. That, yes, yes, that's, <laughs> that's who it. Was. Oh my god, that's totally it. it. Holy yeah. shit! Man, what pretentious New York douchebag does this guy look like? <laughs> um, we, we we were talking about the Candyman coat, but we didn't bring up the the that the Candyman that's the actual Candyman who gets beaten in the laundry by the police. He had a coat. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that's Candyman. the yellow one. Yeah, that's, that's the, the yellow, yellow one? one. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I liked I liked that one uh, and that character a lot. Yeah, I thought it was all really great. He's so creepy when he offers the candy. Like, oh yeah, when he so smiles creepy. at you, you're like, oh god, I should take it so you're not offended. But like, yeah. also, I'm terrified. Right now. I'm not gonna eat this for sure. I'm not gonna eat this. Please don't kill me. I'll <laughs> and they're all warm because they've been in his yeah. pocket and like. <laughs> I loved how they threw the candy out whenever, like, that that was just his thing, was he just tossed the candy out. I don't know. I, I miss Tony Todd and his voice. and Yeah. I'm, I miss the seductive quality of it. It was great when they brought it back at the very end. Like, I was so excited to hear his voiceover at the end. I think that's really just, like, that snippet is all you really need. No. I, I, did we even get to hear Be My Victim once? We don't no. need to hear it. It's no, in the trailer. but they... They did duplicate his uh, his big monologue. Well, they, they kind of, they yeah, and they changed it. They it was even like, uh, they will say I, I've shed innocent blood, but you aren't innocent. You know, he didn't. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That what? was fantastic. That was wonderful. No, that is not as good as like they will say no. I will shed innocent Fuck blood, you. but that what was is blood fantastic. for? Not for shedding. That is a good line. That no. is a good line. That is a I mean, good it line. Is, but this but is... I liked it better. I like this one better. This was so emotionally satisfying with the whole scene with the cops and the shooting the black person by who's laying on the ground. And so what I was saying earlier, like, yeah, it was a little bit heavy handed, but it was it for the for the arc of the story of this is uh, an epic character that's legendary and lives in infamy. That was a pretty great moment. Man, look, this, this movie broke my mind after I saw it the first time. It doesn't make sense, man. It's like it, the body horror of Candyman wanting things and the Burke stuff. This does not fit together, man. And it's like, like, I don't know. Once you start thinking about it and it's like Burke is hanging out in fucking Cabrini Green waiting for this baby to show back up so he can turn him into Candyman. That's fucking ridiculous. And then it's also like, why is Candyman also turning him into Candyman? And Candyman never did that before. All these other guys were just wrongly convicted black males. That's what they were. They didn't have anybody turn them into Candyman. I, I just, I don't know. I don't. Damn it, Brian. Stop adding logic to this. Now it's not making sense. You anymore. know what? Listen, Fuck I'm you. so sorry. Brian, what has a horror film that you've shown me? And Because I've literally... Really only watched the ones that you showed me. Ever made like logical sense? They don't make logical sense. <laughs> we just sense. watched That's one last weekend. Genre. Yeah, last week when we watched the original Candyman, and you were sitting there going, "Yeah, I know it doesn't make sense." No, <laughs> when you guys were saying it didn't make sense, and I was getting frustrated by having to explain it to you. What do you? No, no go back and listen go to that podcast. To, you go back and listen to it. You totally, you totally sit there and you're like, "It doesn't make it. sense. It doesn't make sense." No. So I suspended logic for this one, and I, think, I enjoyed I it a Brian lot. I think Brian at least four times last week said, did you watch this movie? Are we still talking about the same movie? <laughs> Pretty sure that was more of what uh, happened there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but this one, this is the one I think that it, it doesn't make sense. And part of it is that it's leaning so much into the first film, and it's a sequel to the first film, and it, it's just breaking a lot of the fundamentals of the ghost story. But I also like it, though, too, and it is creative. Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, like, 
some of this should be applauded. And I mean, like it, they are really good ideas. Like this hive idea of, of, of candy men is fucking amazing. Like that's such a cool sequel idea. There's a lot of cool things. I just don't know if it fits in this franchise. I don't know. I don't know. See, that's, that's where I lean into like, yeah, some, some movies are really good at like making logical sense, but they don't have an emotional arc that feels satisfying. This movie is emotionally satisfying, but doesn't necessarily make enough logical sense. It, you know, I think this is where you as the audience kind of project yourself onto it. Like, which one do you enjoy more? For me, this worked really, really well for the emotional satisfaction of it. Now, I haven't seen it three times, so I haven't started to break it down the way you have, Brian. So you're probably really correct. But Well, I mean... A- I will say, Brian, I think in terms of the original franchise, which I'm not as well as familiar with it as you are, but I think the original franchise is just like a dude who like kills people when they say his name. And this one actually like did try. I think this one did try and actually put some logic to it and try and make it have a deeper meaning and try to make it political. And so I I enjoy that because it it makes more sense to me than someone who's just going around killing people for saying his name, even though he wants attention. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like I see what I see, like the holes that you're like pointing out, like obviously they're there, but uh, to me, this makes more sense than what they're trying to do. I guess I can see how it doesn't fit with the original franchise though. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I totally enjoyed it while watching the movie. It's just, I don't know, thinking about it afterwards. Anybody got anything else? Are we at ratings? Mm Mm-mm. All right. I guess it's time to summarize. Let's do this. Let's rate this thing. Who wants to rate Candyman first? All right. So I guess I'll go first since everybody's being really quiet. And I'll cut that pause <sighs> out. So everyone's like, oh, well, they were quiet for like a half a second, man. God, you really jumped no, on No, just let, let, let it roll. <laughs> Good radio. <laughs> let them know how we were like. The audience needs to feel the awkward pause of like, do I want to be the first one to talk about this? Uh... The script issues aside, I'm still going to give this film a nine. Yeah, I, I wanted to see more Tony Todd in this movie. I like Tony Todd. I like his voice. I, I've i lived with that first Candyman movie for so long, and I was so excited when I heard he was going to be in this movie, and I was a little let down by that, and I don't like the... Having the killer that doesn't talk makes it feel more like a stereotypical horror film. And one of the things I liked about Candyman was that Candyman talked, you know, and he, and he wasn't delivering one liners like Freddy Krueger or some stupid killer. No, he was trying to be seductive. And that's different. Um, and this movie kind of goes back to Michael Myers territory. And, you know, like, I, I don't know. That's what you got to do to make this scary again for a new generation. So, look, here's the thing. The direction is so fucking good. The cinematography is outstanding. The editing, all of the ideas, the shadow fucking puppets, everything they put in front of the camera, the screenplay that they have, and then they they shot. is It's so fucking amazingly done. It's just, even with these script issues, like, how can you not give this at least a 9 or a 10? It's, it's fucking, it's a beautiful movie. And I, I want to see everything this director has. Like, a, any film that she makes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'd like... I, I came back home. Then the minute I got done watching this movie, I was like, "Oh my god, what else she do?" I, I went and uh, got on Hulu and watched uh, Little Woods. Uh, man, just this woman just blows me away. Like, please give her all the money. Let her make all the all the entertainment, <laughs> all the art. Let's do it. I'm all in. 
I'm gonna go with nine. Is Littlewood's the one with Tessa Thompson? Yeah. And Lily James? Yeah, I wanna see that. Did she also do He's All That or was that somebody else? That was the that was cinematographer. <laughs> Just <joking>. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where that one came Bringing from. Bringing people up. Kristen comes in to cut them down. <laughs> yeah. I can't all the money. Give her all the money to do He's All That. <laughs> I'd like to see her version of that. <laughs> well, as someone who has not lived with um, the original Candyman for almost 30 years. I've lived with it for a week. Um, <laughs> I was I was excited is the wrong word for seeing Tony Todd in this. Uh, anticipatory, maybe a little bit, but like I thought this was a, a really fucking fantastic modern retelling of the original story that somehow both, both manages to be like a reboot but also a sequel and kind of stand on its own. Yeah, to echo what Brian said, I think everything in front of the camera was just fucking fantastic. Like it, all the ways that there's there's shadows and reflections and characters looking at themselves and also seeing things that may or may not be there. But all the all the the we have some lore, we have some legends, we have some urban legends, and it's all coming back. And the tone in this movie was just fucking top notch. If I was just gonna rate the tone, it would be a ten, hands down, bar none. Like just leave it there. I've only watched this once. I watched it today. I haven't seen it three times. So maybe if I was to watch it several more times, I, I, I would agree with some of Brian's issues with the script. But, um, man, I fucking loved the journey from uh, on this from start to finish. Like, the emotional journey worked really well for me. Uh, the surprises for realizing that this main character was the baby from the first one. And there's a group of candy men that have lasted throughout the ages. And it's not just one person who has lived in infamy, but it's been several people who have had this terrible, like killed by mobs and now are terrorizing people. I thought that worked really, really well. Um, I enjoyed all the supporting characters. I don't feel like anyone was really even like two dimensional. Even some of the characters that were just kind of there to be set up to just be, murdered in an interesting way like the the guy that was running the um the art show like that whole sequence was fucking amazing like the dude's trying to fuck his intern but then he's gonna see this crazy creepy thing in like the the reflections and you have this tv screen going and all that whole fucking thing was just fucking fantastic i was on the edge of my seat the entire time um everything in this is just executed so damn well um, I want to see everything that that this director does for sure. I'm going to go watch all of her other movies, and I'm excited for what she does in the future. I don't have any problems with this, man. This is a fucking ten. Is that the first horror movie you've given a ten? I think it is. I think it is too, unless I'm forgetting something. I mean, did I? I don't remember when I voted Chucky, but this is that's probably the closest. <laughs> I don't know if the you f- gave any Chucky movie a ten, bro. <laughs> well, the first one, <laughs> really the first one was pretty close. The first one, was no, and then, and, then, and then Bride of Chucky, he, he was really digging on that. Yeah. Um, it's fucking wow. fantastic. Man. Congratulations, Griggs. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> You've won me over. I know. <laughs> in spite of me. Plus they put. Plus they put Beyonce in the trailer, so you know. What more do you need? (laughs) 
Jared, I'm glad your brains went there because my brain 100 percent went there. I just wasn't gonna say. It. I'm, I'm glad you just you just gotta give Jared a, uh, like a line and it like starts him up. It's like pulling the cord it's on the lawnmower, and he's like rub, 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 rub. <laughs> just like just vomit out like a like a couple bars. Oh, so perfect. All right, who's going next? Great song, great movie. <laughs> Head over feet. Head over feet. Uh, don't be alarmed to find. We're not, we're not here to uh, raid Alanis Morissette, please. Oh, why not, man? What? Well, she's she's always a ten, baby. You don't need to rate something that's perfect. That's right. Always a ten. That's true. And she was God. Um. <laughs> can't argue with that. <laughs> no, nah, man. And you can't argue with this film. Um, I'd never seen Candyman before last week, and so like just like Griggs, it was kind of a, a, a nice ride to. To condense, <laughs> to condense this in, you know, I didn't have to wait all this time to to experience what we just experienced. But um, but, but yeah, I, I, it's and also, I mean, I don't want to sit here and rehash everything we've been saying for the last hour, but the film is, is pretty damn amazing. Uh, it is it is literally gorgeous. The the, the lighting, the camera work, you know, the the, the sound. Um, I think it definitely benefits from watching it in the theater. Or maybe that's just because I hadn't seen a movie in the theater in a while, and I was just like, holy shit, this is great. Um, Hell yeah! Have you I not seen a little something nervous. in a while? It's uh, no, it's been it's. I don't remember the last thing I saw in the theater, and it was de- probably something for the podcast. All right, Quiet was, Place too. Yeah, it was Quiet Place too. Yeah, that was the last one we did. All right, okay. We didn't we didn't talk about it, but we did it. Um, but yeah, um, I did get a little nervous at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the film because uh, two guys came in and sat down in front of us, and they started talking, and they pulled their phones out, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Am I gonna have to pull out a hook and kill Mother these motherfuckers? Fuckers. <laughs> and they were like so bros, dude. They were like, hey bro, yo man, did you, did you directions to some shop, bro? I don't know which yeah. some shop. <laughs> Literal conversation. Break out the hook, um, but um, <laughs> but no, man. This movie is is, is really good. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen this main actor before, but he's so fucking solid. He's so good. Like all the acting is 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 like is excellent i mean and all i don't know uh just the, the use of color and the use of like fucking um the, these wide lenses uh just, I, I just love the the whole the whole look of this movie it's 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 super excellent um i'm gonna give it a nine as well he was uh he was the antagonist in aquaman oh yeah so it. also more more impactful to me he was in Watchmen. he was the uh the lover of uh, Regina King. Oh, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Who who turned out to be someone who I shall not mention and spoil in case you haven't experienced that delightful experience. Is it worth it? Is that HBO? Oh my god, it was so fucking. Yeah, good. it's on HBO. Yeah, Interesting. Hundred percent. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. Do it if you if you like the movie, which is you know polarizing, but I fucking loved it. If you like the movie, More then watch, in the, uh, watch the HBO for sure. Oh yeah, you like you like uh, you like sushi. Like giant squids at the end of your movies. <laughs> Chris, what are you trying to say, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> That's a nerd joke. Uh, Chris, you go next, of course, because nobody else is. Yeah, uh, I can go next. Sure. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Uh, <laughs> now that there's nobody else, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, as someone who does not really enjoy any sort of scary movie or slasher movie or gory movie or anything like that. I've really liked this movie and I have to say that um, the way, like this was so horrifying in so many different ways but they didn't do it 
in a way that turned me off it it really drew me in like there were no real jump scares like like even the way they had you know Candyman come in like in the mirror like the way you see him like mm. I don't know like it wasn't it wasn't like a jump with the music it was it was a very nice like oh my god there he is it, it, I don't know I just absolutely loved how creepy it was I mean I think that's a better word is it was creepy yeah. and um psychologically horrifying also the way all of these characters all of whom are so well written deal with all of this I just I really enjoyed all of it and and I talked a bit about like the costumes and the um the art and the set decoration and I did not mention the plants the plants in this are wonderful also super super <laughs> trendy the only one they were missing was the monstera but like they had like literally like every single like super trendy plant right now there no, are trendy plants Brian. trendy yeah, plants oh my God, yes. <laughs> okay so i actually have right in front <laughs> of me plants two of change the plants. for season like... no i have two of the plants that were in the movie that because they're super trendy and you can just like anyway it's, it's not... more of a fall plant <laughs> okay but i mean anyway look no, no, I, I, I didn't know that there were trendy plants to decorate your house I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know the okay well i'm sorry that you guys like are not up on everything but this is why i'm here to contribute. i know yeah so you Blowing my mind. Kristen, I never even had plants in my house until I like, you I know, think, started talking to you. I know. And honestly, plant. you have like I, you made a really excellent choice. I support your plant buying activity. What did he get I a ficus? No, he got a <laughs> What the fuck is that? I'm not a goddamn botanist. <laughs> a, f- a ficus is what's in every fuck. You go to a corporate like place. There's a fucking ficus. Yeah, in the and they there's had one. They had a ficus in their apartment too. Did you not <laughs> did see? Did they really? It? Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. They did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> anyway, um, this. But yes, all of this was absolutely beautiful. Um, well acted, well shot, well all of everything. Everything was wonderful. I didn't have a really. Uh, there were some issues with the story, as we've kind of discussed. I didn't really have a problem with it. It kind of made more sense to me than most horror movies, because most of them, to me, just don't make any sense, and I can't really get behind the fact that people just go around killing people for no fucking reason. Like I just don't understand it. But this, like, they put like a reason into it, and they tried to make it you know, like political and emotional and like very relevant to today. And I was like, yes, I can understand all of this. I support this. It was, I thought it was a great movie. Um, Unlike everyone else, I'm not watching this chick's next movie because it's a Marvel movie. I don't care. Hopefully she does better things with her (laughs) career. Um, But still, I'm going to give this a 10. It was great. Fuck yeah. I got to see every Marvel movie. Fucking kid drags me to him. God (laughs) damn. He loves those goddamn Marvel films. Gives me shit. Oh, you know, we didn't mention. I didn't want to say this budget was only twenty five fucking million dollars. Holy shit! Holy shit! What? Looks amazing. Yeah. Seriously, that's imp- that's impressive. Yeah, uh, and after the second weekend, uh, it's already made fifty two million worldwide. So it this is gonna be a hit. Hell do you yeah. think? Hold on. Do you think though that it made fifty two million because it's not streaming anywhere? You have to see it in the theaters, and so people went. That seems well, to be the m- thing. Yeah. I I will contend that the made fifty two million because it's not streaming is just the way that those numbers are being reported. Like streaming numbers, HBO Max splitting things between streaming and theaters. Like okay, maybe people aren't directly buying tickets, but they're still paying for fucking HBO. So like 
the way that they're counting those things doesn't mean they're not making money from it. It's just not counting in the same way. So. Yeah, I know, but we're counting it this way. So, yeah, so you, you can't you can't quantify uh, though if somebody signs up for HBO Max because of one movie that got them there, and then they're paying a monthly fee. Like that can't be quantified. You know, like there's not. What are you gonna do? Give them a survey or some shit? Like. There's no way you can do anything. At least Disney Plus, like when they did Black Widow, like, and they released figures, which I guarantee you they will not do again after they did it. Because like Black Widow came out, and it was like they made eighty million at the box office, and like what was it? They had like thirty million U.S. Uh, or maybe worldwide streaming. Yeah, I don't think they specified whether it was U.S. or worldwide, but yeah, thirty million streaming. Interesting, but you know, like that's those are families. Like thirty million dollars, you know, for a family, that's a really good deal. Disney's losing money on that, yeah. you know, because yeah. you got a family of five, you take them to an IMAX, that's more than ten dollars a person. Oh, oh yeah. speaking that's of which, though, yeah. I didn't have anybody. I mean, I don't know if people were on their cell phones. Uh, my movie theater was mostly empty, but I was like, uh, it was me and one other guy, and then the movie started, and then a family of five walks in with their three kids under the age of ten, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Got to raise. They ended right? up. They well, I, good decision. I guess yeah. they ended up walking out like halfway through it, but actually the kids were super oh, good. They crazy. didn't like even there was a baby, and the baby didn't even cry. Why would they do that? I don't know, but the kid. I did hear the kid talking through one of the trailers. And he was like, when is it going to get scary? <laughs> <laughs> he was getting ready. <laughs> got to prepare yourself mentally. Um, so Griggs, I feel just, you, bud. Griggs, just so you can put this in your brain, um, this film was shot on the Ari Alexa LF with uh, the Ari Signature Prime lenses. Damn fucking are, straight. Uh, had to be one of the first films to use that, I would say. Wait, this, the Signature the, Primes? The Signature Primes. Oh, in 2020? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, man. They're, they're the best lenses on the market at, at the moment. No breathing, tack um, sharp, no softness, wide open. I think that explains um, yeah. some of this shit. Like, why, why, yeah. Wait, you, did you say no breathing? I'm, no breathing. I don't know. I gotta go back and look at some of those rack focuses, bro. I feel like that's according wrong. to Roger Deakins. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if Roger yeah. said it, you know. Well, Roger did say it. Go back and listen to Team Deakins podcast where he talks about the signature. Right. Yeah, he's he's pretty stoked about him, and I am as well. But yeah, I don't exactly get a lot of projects where I get to be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm using the signature primes in this one. But place. but to be but to be fair, Brian, we just rented some DZO uh, film lenses, uh, and they don't breathe. I didn't see any breathing. So yeah, same. if they if they can do that, then definitely the signature primes can Pull, do. pulling focus on those lenses. I didn't see them breathing either. So you know, yeah. like I, I like a little breath. Modern lenses don't breathe. Anyways, <laughs> film looks amazing. Nine point five. If it the longer really we sit here, I'm going to keep going up. You should. You damn well should. All right. So I guess uh, Jared just pulled the pin in the grenade. <sighs> You've been listening <laughs> to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email. That's right. To the movie crew at gmail.com. That's the movie crew. Crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right. Remember that extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience find you? Um, I don't know, Brian. Oh, shit, bro. Like, we, we need to have a Somewhere talk Somewhere on the internet. Well, you know. Have you lost yourself, <laughs> Jared? Hold on. If let you me, find let, the map and there's an X let, on it, Jared will be next to that X. Let, let, me, let me get into character. All right, you ready? I'm so waiting. <sighs> <laughs> 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 
They will say that I have shed innocent blood. <laughs> What's blood for, Brian, if not for shedding? That was last week. <laughs> Restart. I will say that I have put my Reset, stuff online. Reset, go back to wine. Take two. But what is the online for if not putting oneself on it? <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, this this week's like, oh shit, what's happening to my arm? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not a heart it. attack Don't because it's it. on the other it's on the other side. So I think it's gonna be okay. Anyways, you can find me on Instagram at check the gate on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. <sighs> Talking about the longer we go, huh? Milk yeah, and those are really that's why I'm stretching out. <laughs> be my victim. It was worth it. It was worth it though. It was worth it. And Mike, where can the audience find you, sir? I'm going to simplify things and just say that I am on the line at Grigsy Media, G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media, either Twitter or Instagram. Just look one of those places and then hit me up and tell me you agree with my opinions. Or not. That's cool, too. Don't do that. (laughs) Shower me with praise, baby. Can you just tell, like, me, I'm tell me I'm right? Just no, 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 no. Yeah, you're like, please tell me I'm right. I need someone in my life to tell me I'm right. <laughs> Can you validate my existence, please? Oh, I thought you were going to say parking. Sorry. And Kristen. <laughs> Damn. I'll just look for validation any way I can get it. <laughs> this is the shit I'm here for. <laughs> and Kristen, where can the audience find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. Uh, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we're going to close out the show tonight with uh, track number three from the uh, Candyman 2021 soundtrack titled Troy Story. And this is from composer Robert Akia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Aubrey Lowe. Enjoy. Oh, I forgot to bring up that. Did you see that Burke was reading that fucking Clive Barker book? Oh, totally. Yeah, that was a nice callback. Anyway, Clive Barker love. Yay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>